from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. All right, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, joined in studio today. Wait, skirt! We are not in studio. We are broadcasting live from 12 Stone Church here in Gwinnett County from the Small Business Awards with the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. So I am delighted to welcome Dion Tucker, who is the Regional Director at Georgia Power Company, to the show today. Welcome, Dion. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. You and I have been able to chat with a lot of the people who participated in the event. The vibe is flowing. We've been laughing. Um, Before we get too far into the fun, please tell our listeners what the regional director at Georgia Power Company entails. Sure. So our jobs across the state are to be involved in the community and really help the community advance to whatever strategies and goals that they have for their area. So personally, I have Gwinnett County, but my team is also responsible for DeKalb, North Fulton, and Rockdale counties. So I have somebody in each county. We work with the chambers. We work with economic development, advancing the community strategies. What is a community strategy? So it could be to say we want more business here. We want more small business here. And then we go back together to work with the chambers and our economic development group to say, how can we help this community move forward with that goal? And that is what we do in the communities. It's a wonderful position. So you're more than just what people might understand as being a a power or an energy company. So kind of unpack some of the layers of what you guys do in addition to what the general public is familiar with. So I think if I start off with our tag, we are citizens wherever we serve. So we live in these communities, we work in these communities, and we want our communities to be better because we are here. So with that, Georgia Power is engaged in nonprofits. We also help our customers from the nonprofit side, and most people don't think we do things like that. I'll give you an example. When I was in South Fulton, the Atlanta Airport Chamber, I work with them to develop a leadership program. So our economic development representative and I got with the consultant and said, what are the needs in the community? We didn't want to just be a, another leadership program, but we really wanted to focus on things that are associated to the airport because that is their area. Right. And once you do that, you get to see what the needs are, and you get to expand on those, and you come in as a key business partner to make that happen. Right. And that's essentially what we do. We're there to help make things happen. So I'm curious, and and I told you this is going to be a little bit of a personal interview, but just really quickly on the business side, it sounds a little bit like you're helping recruit um, businesses and talent to the area of focus. So how would a power company be involved in that recruitment process? Because I understand the connection between you and partnership, Mm -hmm. Gwinnett, or economic development arms within the community. How do you work in conjunction with them to attract these manufacturers or attract the desired business to that area of emphasis? So we have a wonderful community and economic development team. They have studied the state of Georgia. They've studied our competition. And what they help to do is create the story of why you want to come to Georgia. Ah. And that is how we begin to recruit folks to Georgia and help our communities recruit as well. Um, and then it, it does. It starts with a story and it mm-hmm. starts with relationships as well. So then they have the relationships in the communities. I have the relationships. So we're all working together to see what that business needs and to bring that to fruition so they can relocate here. 
Yeah. And or keep, even grow here. Grow, yeah, mm-hmm. and keep growing. Mm-hmm. So speaking of stories and speaking of growth, I have an advantage to our listeners because you and I have chatted before. I am absolutely floored and would like to tip my hat to you for your success within the organization of Georgia Thank Power you. Company. And I am so excited for you to share that path of success with our listeners. So to set the stage, I'll let you tell us how many years ago you started in an administrative role with the company. Actually, as a temporary customer service representative, yes, in one of our local offices on December 12th, it will be 29 years. Hard to believe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take us on that journey. Sure. So I was in college um, looking for a part-time job. And really, this is my first real job. Um, Got the opportunity to meet with the customer service manager. We had a good conversation and he said, I'd love for you to come to work for us as a customer service rep. Didn't know what that entailed. Um, but got into a local office and it was taking the payments and responding to customers' inquiries on Georgia Power bills. Great opportunity. It was actually in South Atlanta. Um, and really just thought, this is something for me to do while I'm in college. Mm-hmm. That was my thought because I was going into the hospitality industry. That was my plan um, once I graduated. But graduated from Georgia State and was offered a full-time um, job with Georgia Power and accepted and just really started to think, If you're going to be here, what do you want to do? You've been in customer service. I was a temporary customer service rep. But while that, I was training people as they came in, new and temporary, well, full-time and temporary folks. Um, So I wanted to get in leadership. I said, well, let's try it. Uh, Applied for my first leadership position. Didn't get it, Amanda. Hmm. I know. Great learning experience. It it really Mm -hmm. is. Um, But I got guidance that said, The people, I tried for the leadership position at our call center, and I had been out in what we call our regions, a payment office. Mm -hmm. So the leader then said, they know you in the regions. We don't know you at the call center. So he suggested I apply for a job there, an analyst position. He said, you'll get to know the call center, and then we'll get to know you as well. So Mm -hmm. I did that, learned how to run a call center, basically. And about eight months later, was offered the opportunity to be a supervisor at our customer care center. And to be a supervisor at 23, 24, it was a different experience. And exciting, <laughs> It was sure. very exciting, very exciting. So got to work with a team of about 20 reps, mm-hmm. doing the same thing I did in the local office, responded to inquiries, but they didn't have the cash piece of it. So really work with them to develop their skills in customer service, really started saying, I like mentoring. Mm-hmm. Folks had mentored me in the local office to get to my position as a supervisor, How could I then turn that around and also mentor the folks that I was working with at the call center at the time on my team? What was that shift like going from, you know, I'm thinking of the the adage drinking from a fire hose, going from that temporary role and then receiving your advancement and then to managing other people. I know personally, um, my experience with managing people is that of about 20 and it's very different you know, when you're responsible for the, let's see here, I forget what word I'm looking for, when you're responsible for others, shall I say. So tell me what that experience was like going from one role to directly managing 20 people. I will tell you, very humbling, but also very eye-opening. I didn't know you had to be so many different things to so many different people. Everybody had different needs. Um, And my goal was to always say, how can I help this person based on where they are to succeed? Um, And whatever that looked like for them. It wasn't what I wanted, but what they wanted. Um, So I learned a lot, I will tell you, at our call center. It's one of the best places to start. Because you have so many people in one place, there are about 500 people in there. 
Yeah. You get to touch everything, uh-huh. every policy, um, things in leadership that you might not, if you're somewhere else, you might not get to touch for several years, but because you're dealing with so many people, it comes about more often. So for me, it was a good um, good uh, framework for leadership and just growth for me in the beginning. So I appreciated that about my experience at the call center. Then it also got me to look at people and see one person may need something to advance and the other may not. How do I then, as myself, flex to be able to help my employees? And I think that's just stay with me. You say that and the look on your face, it it is also genuine. And it is very rare to find someone that is so invested in the development of their employees. And you and I were speaking earlier about your investment in their specific pathways. So taking the time to understand where people might like to be in three, five, or 10 years and helping them, you know, find and navigate the path to get there. Who was influential in your journey in helping kind of define that path or maybe giving you a springboard to reach for the next level? I will tell you the first gentleman who hired me into the company, he went on to become a vice president at Georgia Power and then to Alabama Power. But all through his career, he would look back over and say, how are you doing? And he would always say, I helped you. We talked about what you wanted to do. I want you to turn around and do that for someone else. And that's just always been in my mind. He was one. I've had one um, female leader who was just awesome because to me, she always spoke her truth. And even if there was a situation that was difficult, she stood on her values. And that meant the world to me just to see that. So those are two who I've kind of modeled myself after. I believe in being yourself when you are a leader. Um, no one else can be Dion. She mm-hmm. has her faults. She has her strengths, but no one else can be Dion. Right. So I don't try to emulate anybody. I want to be my authentic self and I want my employees to do the same as well. So those are kind of some of the things that I've picked up from leaders in the past who have really influenced me. Mm-hmm. And now there is, I look at as I've advanced to different positions in the company, different folks I've worked with. I go back if I need something. There are certain people you call for certain right. things. And that's just the way it is. And uh-huh. it's just been a beautiful experience that they are still willing to say, okay, let me Absolutely. take this call and what do you need and let's talk about it. Even if there are things that I don't want to hear that I may need to do, they're still the going to tell They really are. Yes. They will still tell me. So I've just had a great career with some really good leaders, really good leaders. What would you say is the most rewarding part about what you get to do in this phase of your career? In this phase, so in this external role, you get to go into a community. Yeah, there are some things we're naturally going to do, join the chambers, economic development, education. But you also get to look for that one special thing you may want to tap into in the community and say, that's where I want to make my mark while I'm here. That's a wonderful thing. What is to that get for to you? do? So right now, I'm on the board of the Rainbow Village here, and I know you had Melanie well, on recently. She is who introduced she, us. Yes, she yes. is. But I will tell you what they do over there. It is amazing to think that you're helping people become self-sufficient. Yes, it is. It is amazing. And she pours her heart and soul into everything she does. So grateful to have women like her. Um, you know seated at the head of those tables Mm -hmm. and change agents like Mm -hmm. yourself that are so enthusiastic to support. So we've had an opportunity, actually our education coordinator, once I got involved, um, Jill, she goes out to schools and talks about careers at Georgia Power. She's gone over and talked to the kids. So we've done things like that. We've had energy audits. So just looking for things that we can continue to be engaged with, with Rainbow Village. 
What about workforce development? Are you seeing, um, you know, how the world is trending with nobody wants to work or they can't find talent? Um, as far as the world of Georgia Power, are you experiencing any impediments or are you finding that people are excited to um, develop a career within I think, it's, I think it's the same as what others are seeing. It is a struggle for all of us, but it's really the folks who are in the company being able to acknowledge what we do and share that with others so that they do have that excitement to come into the company. Um, so that is what we're doing. We, you know, we have linemen across the state. Um, that is a very challenging job. They're often out in the storm. Not yes, often. They are out are, in the storms. Yes. Um, so it's now getting our young folks interested in careers um, in that role. Because some of our older folks, they're retiring now. Right. We need to, that talent pool, we do need to, to, to ramp that back up. So we're working on that. Yeah, I could talk to you about Georgia Power for an hour. I'd like to say, if you have anything else to add about Georgia Power um, before our break, please do. Because when we come back from our break, I want to talk about Dion Personal. Awesome. So I will tell you what we're very proud of this year, Plant Vogel. Um, unit three is now online, and we are super proud of that. That is the first new one of the first unit three and four. They will be the four first units online in thirty years um, for nuclear in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Where are they located? They are in Waynesboro, Georgia, just outside of Augusta. So unit three came online in July. Unit four is scheduled to come online in the first quarter of next year. Um, I know our customers, we've had, it's, it's been a while. We've yeah. been working on the plant. But when you think about it, when you're building something that hasn't been done in 30 years, it takes time. Yeah. But what I can say is we did it right. And we're very proud of that. Congratulations Thank you. to you. Thank and congratulations on your upcoming anniversary as well. Thank you. Georgia Power is lucky to have you on their team. Thank you. Amanda. When we return from our break, we are going to talk a little bit about Dion and some of her own personal interests. But right now, a word from our sponsors. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada, and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. Welcome back, folks, to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we are broadcasting live from 12 Stone Church today from the Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Awards. And I am joined by Dion Tucker. And before the break, we heard all about all the exciting things going on with Georgia Power. Now I'd like to kind of turn to a personal side, if we may. And you mentioned that before you got set on the path with Georgia Power, hospitality was your field of interest. And you are a very hospi hospitable personally. I'm curious where that passion originated and what you kind of do with that now that you're not exercising that as your career? So I love to plan things. And that is just something when I was growing up, I always did it um, just as a teenager. 
events for friends. Dion would plan it. Of course, parents would pay for it then. <laughs> um, but as I moved into college, I really thought that would be my career path, that I would go work for a major hotel, um, plan meetings or events for them, and really started working for Georgia Power. So that took a, a you know, that went to the wayside. But what I've seen now lately is for my friends, the last 10 years, our, I call them experiences. Mm-hmm. So I plan our events. I plan our trips. Um, so it keeps me engaged in that yeah. side of something that I like. And I've even had co-workers to call and say, hey, we're going X. Can you tell me what should we do or where should we eat? <laughs> Give and me a recommendation. I know, and I'm like, that is very interesting that you're calling me, but I love that. It's the attention to detail. It is also looking for things that you have may not have thought about doing, but would enjoy doing. Just right. a new experience. Mm-hmm. So I love to do things like that. Tell me about one of your most exciting travels. Okay. Um, you know, we went to Cabo about three years ago. And it's exciting because we rode camels along the beach. First of all, a friend said, there are no camels in Mexico. Well, I have proof there, there are, are camels in Mexico. <laughs> Maybe they didn't originate there, <laughs> but, they, but are there. they are there. <laughs> they are there. So it is really cool. So we got to do that. And then we did a margarita making class out in the desert. So just looking for... With the real looking, agave. Exactly. Exactly. So looking for different things like that for us when we travel is just, it's just wonderful. Can we please rewind and go back to this camel? Uh-huh. Did it spit on you? No, it's so. I heard they <laughs> so, spit. So there are two pictures. Okay. There's the picture of me going, e, and then there's the picture of me smiling with the camel. He did not spit on me, but it was an experience to climb on top of the camel. And your body I can is imagine. actually shifted yeah. when you're on top. And you're riding. And, of course, they're saying, smile for the picture. And, and you're like, like, I'm trying to get myself on this hump. And he probably smells. <laughs> he did smell. Yeah. He did smell. So do they kneel down so you can get up? Or do they give you, like, a ladder so or they an alley-oop? Kneel, they kneel down. If, mm-hmm. And sometimes we, if you seen this with people riding horses there is a little stand that you Mm -hmm. also can use to step over the camel but yeah (laughs) that's amazing I will have to swindle one of those pictures out of you and take a glimpse of that camel Uh in Mexico they do exist they do exist I'm curious uh going back to leadership Mm -hmm. because that's something that's super important to you and obviously your friends look at you as a leader not only for travel but for planning your teams who is a leader that you admire and why Mm. Good question. I will, I'm going to go back. So my grandfather. So I grew up with my grandparents in Dublin, Georgia. And I say Dublin, Rents is right beside it, R-E-N-T-Z. And that's really our town, but it's very small. But when I look back at my grandfather and the things he did in the community and also for his family, he was there charting a path. How do we move forward for his nine kids? And I think back in those times, um, and then for his grandkids, as they came along, he was, my parents always say, he was a different version. Of course, it was a grandfather mm-hmm. version. So he was a little bit more lax, but he still that leadership and doing what you say you're going to do, make right. sure you do that. Yeah. And also, he always said, life is about choices and you need to make the right choices in life. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, don't get discouraged, course correct and move on. So I always looked at him as a leader and still do very I am a granddaddy's girl. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. Girl. And he's still with us. No, he is not. No, bless him. He lived he's... a long life. He lived to 96, and we are very proud of that. He's smiling down on you. He now, is. And he's living through you he and is. his legacy. He is. So talk to me about growing up in South Georgia. It's an area that not many people are familiar with. You and I talked about Macon mm-hmm. and what brought you up here to the north side, I guess. Okay. So grew up in the Dublin area and then went off to school at Savannah State. Um, enjoyed that for about two years and thought I wanted to teach. My aunt had been a teacher. This is before the whole hospitality Mm -hmm. thing popped in my mind. 
And I'd had helped her in Dublin. I was like, this is the perfect path. Well, I knew at that time Georgia State had the best program. So I transferred to Georgia State, um, got into my first classroom and thought, this is not for me. That grandfather said, we were waiting for you to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> but like, hey, nobody he let said you anything. try. He nobody let you said try. Anything. You got to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, and by that time, I was working um, for the company. So that's what got me up into Atlanta mm-hmm. um, and really enjoyed my time in Metro. Had been here really since 2020, mm-hmm. serving in Metro, living in Metro, and got the opportunity. Wait, wait, wait. What? We all heard you say you enjoyed it in 2020. That was like <laughs> pandemic time. Well, no, up until. So, oh, yeah, my whole until. time had been... <laughs> In, in Metro until 2020 and then the opportunity for Macon to go back south which I never thought about mm-hmm. that popped up um didn't know what to expect also thinking well I've been in Metro I want to stay in Metro but had a wonderful experience going back south so it's good to kind of go halfway back to home uh-huh. mm-hmm. feel that nostalgia it was it really was really was Dion as I shared with you a large portion of our listeners are young professionals that um admire career paths much like yours what advice could you give a young person or even a person like myself 37 that might be looking for a career change is there room to get in with an organization like yourself and enough time to develop into a role of leadership and then twofold how would someone possibly get involved on the entry level You know, I think there is. It's interesting. I had a conversation with a young lady at the mall recently, and we were talking, and she said, oh, you work for Georgia Power? How could I become a part? I said, well, right now we're not hiring. I said, but always look. And she said, well, I don't know what skills I have. I said, you're managing a store, a clothing store. Let's talk about employees. Let's talk about schedules. Let's talk about setting strategy for the store during a a sale. Let's talk about those things when you are looking for a job. Take what is applicable to what you're doing now and apply it to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. She was like, I never thought about that. And it's just those things that I look back on younger folks. Somebody told me, and I want to pass that on mm-hmm. to others as well. Um, for us, you would always look at our website, www.georgiapower.com, careers, and you will see a list of positions. But you also have the opportunity to go in and create a profile. And that profile, if a job comes up that matches your profile, you will get an email. So that's another way to do it as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. As we're rounding the end of our segment and the the noise is lessening Mm -hmm. here because all of the award winners have departed. Isn't the Christmas tree gorgeous? It is beautiful. Yeah. I don't have a tree in my house because I don't have enough space. So I just really admire everybody else's hard decor work. I apologize. I got got sidetracked. Uh, What is one of your favorite part about the holidays? Oh, it's a time to reflect. So as of next Friday, I'm off for the rest of the year. Yes. And I am just looking forward to reflecting, but also spending time with my friends and family. We have a lot of events coming up um, and I'm just looking forward to enjoying some downtime. Good for you. Some PJs, some cookies, some some hot hot chocolate. Yes. We know what it is. All right, Dion, uh, if I may ask you to leave our listeners with some parting thoughts or words of wisdom um, before we say adios. And whatever you're doing, be yourself. I think I said it earlier. No one else can be Dion. No one else can be Amanda like you can be Amanda. Be yourself, your authentic self. And as you get into leadership or just when you're around folks, allow them to be themselves as well. Mm -hmm. When I look at my team, I love that they come and they can feel comfortable being themselves That brings the best of them to work. I will get the best out of you if you are comfortable enough to be yourself at work. So I encourage you to be yourself and you please encourage your team to be their sales at work. 
Well, I admire your authentic leadership style. Thank you. <laughs> For our guest today, Dion Tucker, um, if you'd like to connect with her, she is on LinkedIn. I, I too would love to connect with you. Amanda, P-E-A-R-C-H space m-a-r-m-o-l-e-j-o a big thanks to dan here for making this possible for us as we popped up and we see mike over there in his suit i do have to give a shout out because uh business radio x was a finalist in these small business awards and we always love participating and supporting business here within the community as you guys know we are live every friday at 11 30 and you can enjoy this series wherever you listen to your podcasts and always on businessradiox.com until next time this is celebrating powerhouse women on Business Radio X.